0: This episode of the Porter Notes Podcast is brought to you by Sheila Trego BabyQuip. Leave the bulky baby gear at home. Traveling with a baby means packing a lot of stuff. Now, instead of lugging everything from home, you can rent clean and safe baby gear essentials at your destination and have them delivered before you arrive. If you are planning to travel to the Southwest Florida area, go to babyquip.com slash Sheila473. That's S H I E L A 473. And Sheila Treagle will be able to provide you with the baby gear you need. Not traveling, but instead expecting a house full? No worries. We've got you covered. Choose from cribs, car seats, strollers, toys, and so much more. Proudly serving Collier and Lee counties. Do you know about Zaya? Zaya Active is an active lifestyle brand. It is also a culture that believes in embracing activity with excitement, vigor, and delight. Zaya feels that pushing your body and mind is easier and more fun with friends and family. Their mission is to inspire and uplift by making activity a fun and essential part of life. Contact Alicia Birch, Zaya Independent Representative, to book a product party, purchase individual items, or inquire about becoming an independent representative yourself. Alicia Birch, B-U-R-C-H, Zaya Independent Representative, is on Facebook. Look for the group Alicia in Leggings Zaya Activewear. We have a link in the description of this episode. Alright, let's get started. <music> Hey everybody, this is Alex.
1: This is Lori.
0: And welcome to another episode of the Porter Notes podcast.
1: I'm excited about this one. Well, hello guys.
0: What <laughs> the heck is going on here?
1: What? Let, me just, let me close this door behind me. How did he get in here?
0: I thought we had security for such things.
1: I don't think we're big enough for that yet.
2: Your chihuahua is not security. <laughs> everybody
0: out there in Porter Notes listening land...
1: Holy cow!
0: It's it's Jaco, It's our good friends Jaco and Gigi.
1: Surprise!
0: What are you guys doing here?
2: Came to visit you. Uh, talking about holy cow. I think it's <laughs> it, it is uh, quite. It's it's setting us into this room uh, we're, all the way from Wisconsin down here to Florida. Whisko. Gigi and I yeah. are here to visit you guys.
0: More Wisco in the house.
1: Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah well don't you know
0: oh my gosh <laughs> i haven't heard that in a while he brought You'll it out you. oh my god he brought it out <laughs> of you well what are you guys what are, what are you guys doing down here in florida we're here visiting you guys
1: they're visiting i feel like they're taking over the podcast
0: is that even possible
1: it'd be a first
0: it would be a first
1: is that what you're doing are you hijacking the podcast? I
2: think I am. <gasps> I think we are. The <laughs> mixer, the console's right here. It's it's a it's an arm's length yeah, away. Yeah, it's very it's
0: very fragile. Don't touch it. <laughs> it's very fragile. Don't hate. But, <laughs> no, hey. but uh, it's uh, a
2: podcast takeover, and it, it it's only fitting. And um, I just want to mention, you know, from Zombie Watch Studios to Gator Watch Studios. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good to be here.
1: We Thank are excited to have you here. And I'm
2: excited to, to take the listeners onto this, this wonderful journey tonight and have them finally meet the people who oh, are behind boy. the microphones. Oh, no. Yeah. And that is Alex and Lori Porter.
1: Ooh, I'm nervous about this. Now, we have to have the questions to us and we have to answer?
2: Yes, I got the questions.
1: Honey? I'm yeah. the gatekeeper. You know what to <laughs> say and not say.
0: I know more of what not to say
1: keep it that way
0: but i want to say
1: no way man (laughs) this is not going to be full disclosure right i mean come on jaco i was nice to you
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have to say uh we were about to record the buffers for the bumpers i should say for your episode and uh the interview was really nice it was a really nice interview for it was Lori's cool. first interview. Yeah. My I'll, debut. I'll get into depth with that though on that well it, on that episode. We haven't
1: heard Gigi's voice yet. She needs to get out and say hello. Hello, this is Gigi.
3: Doesn't she have a radio I'm, voice? I'm just a little bit shy, that's okay.
0: She has the voice for radio, man. She's all like, it's seventy two degrees. Southwest <laughs> Florida right now
1: it
3: sure is and it is
1: beautiful uh (laughs) well we're excited to have you here so i guess we're being hijacked so let's
0: i guess yeah let's let's roll with it let's roll with it well speaking
2: of that she has a a very nice southern accent that she can pull off and i don't know if you want to give us a little taste of how that sounds oh
3: my lord you want to hear my accent <laughs> oh yes oh my goodness well i don't do it as good as my mama but oh. i do have a bit of a southern accent
1: when i want to <laughs> that,
3: would, that would probably
0: get us you know seven or eight cents off a gallon of gas
1: oh you, you know, know what I, I now i bet we'll be listened to in mississippi mississippi <laughs> it is only
3: two syllables it is mississippi <laughs> mm
1: oh that just rolls off the tongue
3: <laughs> and
2: since we're on to this you're full of different oh, sounds that please. you could pull off Lauren. oh my god and we're talking you should hear
0: some of the noises Pixar she's Disney. able to make i can tell you right now she's full of different noises <laughs> all kinds of Be noises.
1: nice okay.
0: <laughs> 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 i'm not in control of this episode of the um, podcast
1: i'm not so. the only one that can make voices I will share a voice, but the guy to my right is a puppet master too. And (laughs) certainly, (laughs) people may not know this, but he has a lot of voices that he can do as well. But I'll do a pretty little stitch. Yeah,
0: that's a pretty good stitch.
1: Stitch. (laughs) I love it. What out do still want to hear. We want to hear a voice out of Alex now.
2: Yeah, can you can you give us a, a little collage of sounds that you can do with your your puppets?
0: Okay, well, the the puppet voices are kind of hard because they all stem from the same voice, which is mine. But I, I, every okay, even TikTok, everybody is familiar with Murray the puppet, eh, and I've even been on the Jake O Christmas special. Jake, you remember that? We were such good friends at one time, and all that. And then I moved away, and you never even wrote, you know, remember that? <laughs> remember that? So, Murray. Yes,
1: Murray is a special
4: person. Yes, Murray
0: is special because Murray's a bit of a jerk, actually, and Murray likes to mix up song lyrics. So I've got a special song for you. kind okay, of goes like this: mm-hmm. "Sunshine on
1: my." That is not making the cut. <laughs> All right, Murray, enough of that. Okay. What else do you have for us, Alex?
0: Um, then I also do. I also do um, uh, the one that's uh, it's a it's a bird. And she has a, a nurse's outfit on, kind of like a, a, a military nurse's outfit. And she goes by the name of Nurse Birdwell. And she talks like this: I think that there might be a problem, and it might be in your epiglottis. <laughs> we'll have to confer with the doctor. <laughs> Could, could you do the elephant one for us? Oh. Yeah, so the elephant doesn't have a name. Unfortunately, the elephant also has COPD, so the elephant can't uh the elephant can't say full sentences <laughs> without having to take a breath. So the elephant kinda of talks like this and has to say things hesitantly. Oh, <laughs> That's my elephant
1: voice. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, are we are we good? Yeah, because to know then. Us on this? Yeah, the
0: rest of them get racist.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh. we don't. We're not going there. <laughs> we're,
2: we're definitely going to sideline
0: that one. <laughs> yeah. But would, you know, I, I could do I could do puppet voices all day. I thought that you were going to try and get me to do voices of people. I I would have been uncomfortable with that. <laughs>
2: would well, you guys have at least a dozen podcast episodes on the Porter Notes podcast.
0: Yeah, we try to average. Um, I think we average about eight or so per season. Maybe it's even more than that, because I try to get one out a month if I can. So yeah,
1: it's been a little slow since the move.
0: Yeah, the move pushed it back.
1: But we're getting back. We got like the real group.
0: serious for a second there, didn't we? I,
1: I, I
0: the podcast is serious business.
1: Well, we'd like to think it is.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. We. Um. Uh. You listened. You may know this. Not anybody, not everybody out there who's listening, because I feel like there might be a lot of new listeners realize that when we had the coffee shop, which was Kettle and Cup at Reedsburg, the podcast was a means to advertise the what was going on. So somebody would come in and perform, and then I would do an interview with them that day, and then you know later I would post it and say, "Stacey Hansen was here at the pod," you know, at the at the coffee shop, and. So we got a few minutes before his show and we, we talked and then, you know, I would have the interview on there. And then we would also talk about what's happening in the cafe. What are some of the things that are coming up and who are the people that are coming up? So it wasn't all like catch up. Like, oh, yeah, you missed out because Jesse Lynn was here. But it was also like the second half of it, which we still do, which is the wrap up was like, OK, yeah, you did miss Torch. But next week we're going to have Neolite or something like that. You know, and mm-hmm. and that lasted not terribly long. And the reason why that that fizzled out and it did fizzle uh, was because we just got too busy being two people running the shop. There mm-hmm. just wasn't enough time to sit down and do it. I really enjoyed it, though. I mean, that's why I picked it back up again.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, when you're making a podcast like this, mm-hmm. obviously, you're going to have to be pulling for some from influences. What are some podcasts? That you guys really like to listen to on a daily basis, and what has influenced how you guys approach your podcast?
1: I'm gonna start first just because I don't have as much experience listening to podcasts on my own. I listen to a lot of them secondhand from Al. Um, he will play them often while we're getting ready or just upstairs, you know, making the bed or something and so i listen to them through him one that I, that i do really enjoy is lore i don't know it's a storytelling one and some of them are kind of scary and and i do enjoy that one you have the. you'll name off the names of the other ones what's the American
0: oh yeah this American life this
1: American life sorry for this American life that I didn't know that but they I have zero
0: that. idea that we've mentioned them right now
1: well we should tag them that's the secret <laughs> tagging Tagging hashtagging. and hashtagging, yes. So we do enjoy that one, and I know you have some others.
0: Those are two that I play with Lori because um, I think that This American Life is really thought provoking. Radiolab is another one that mm-hmm. that we'll listen to together because, yeah, they're entertaining, but they're also thought provoking. Uh, the the same with Laura. Laura is a little bit more entertaining than anything else, but I like to listen. I I have. My podcasts are a lot like my bookshelf or a lot like my my browsing so there's a lot of porn (laughs) no what no um there's a (laughs) no there's there's i don't like to subscribe to one view on things so uh, there was a time when I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and I didn't always agree with what he had to say, but I really feel like it's important to maybe have, you know, diverse views because you can glean things and understand people who maybe think differently than you, right? So one of those things about it is I, I listen to the Jordan B. Peterson podcast. I listen to that all the time. And he, though highly conservative, he does have some things that that I agree with. And I don't think that you should always, you know, what's the phrase? Throw the baby out with the bathwater, mm-hmm. right? So when you when you listen to something, you have to be open-minded to be able to listen to something and say, okay, well, this is why certain people think the way that they do. And so his is one that I think is a little bit more controversial that I will listen to. But by and large, most of the stuff I listen to is, is pretty much entertainment-based. I love the Alan Alda podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is really good because he talks about communication. I think that's an important thing that we should all really you know, focus on, being able to communicate with, with each other, whether it's something improvisational like this or something that uh, you really need to, to be eloquent enough to get your point across, and, and I think that that's a good one. Um, I do listen to Zamarin because he's been doing it the longest and he just does it well.
2: Who is that, Aaron Mankey from Lawyer Podcast?
0: No, I I do like Aaron Mankey. I also listened to his other one, Cabinet of Curiosities. But no, Mark Maron, the WTF podcast with Mark Maron. Maron. It's been around forever. And he, up until pretty recently, I think he and his producer were getting uh, guests on their own. And then I think not not terribly long ago, of course I've been listening for a while, but he started getting... um, guests that were part of a circuit part of a press circuit and that was a little disappointing but his approach to it is different he he knows that there are people who are pressing an agenda so oh yeah I just released this book but he has such a nice long format that he has the opportunity to talk a little bit more in depth with people uh Harvey Firestein was one of the most recent ones and yes he's he's hawking a book but their conversation was a lot more than about what's in the book and so i really I really like that. He talks to not just people in entertainment, but he also talks to artists and authors and musicians. He talks to a lot of musicians and and stand up comics because that's where he comes from. so there's not really a you know that that's not something that I know all that much about, so I find it interesting to hear that sort of history
1: well, and of course, we listen to Porter notes podcast
0: the Porter Notes podcast, and I got a shout out to uh Florida Men on Florida Man. Oh, I listened boy. to that one. No but here's the thing though. I I, I recently was talking with Jacob about this. You can listen to highly polished podcasts, you know, Smartless or or um The Office Girls, you know, that sort of thing, or office ladies. Office ladies. And they're they're good, but then you have to kind of supplement it with some some really basic podcasts where it's just a, a guy or a couple of guys, you know, sitting in a room talking because then you you understand what the basis of it is all about. It's not a lot of hoopla. It's just people talking sometimes.
1: I think you also get some of your comedy for your puppets from some of those.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am a well of comedy. I am a deep, dark, black well of comedy. Okay. Well, I, I really... Well, What do you
2: listen to? I listen to the Border Notes podcast. Yeah, but not exclusively. <laughs> I listen to it w- whenever I have a. Whenever you guys release a, an episode, I know whenever I'm if I'm doing house chores, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it on, and it it it's it's a pleasing passing of time when I listen to it. But um, I listen to Philosophize This. I listen to Lore.
3: I listen to Office Ladies. I'm a diehard fan of The Office, so I listen to Office Ladies and I love it. (laughs) Um, Geez, I mean, we listen to a lot of stuff together, so really, a lot of the the same things that you said, um, it's just like Lori and Al. We end up listening to that stuff together because we're together all the Mm -hmm. time. Do you guys
0: listen to any of the uh, kind of short-form podcasts like Serial or S-Town no oh. we we haven't really gone into that um or fi- um what's the other one finding richard simmons or saving richard simmons i recommend that i recommend that like, to um, listeners too like podcasts yeah they're i mean they're like uh there was a really good one um that um jad abum rod form uh from radiolab put out which was about dolly parton and i think it was only maybe about 8 or 12 episodes so Serial is a really good example of that the first ep- the first season of serial I really enjoyed since then I haven't listened much to it but um you know it's 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 a show that maybe has like a, a you know beginning middle and end and then when it ends that's it and then the next season would be a, a totally different story but just done by the same producers so the same kind of research and and approaching things similarly as far as the um you know, the, the podcast production itself. So yeah, I recommend them. I also recommend, um, Revisionist History. Listen to that one. That's a really, really good one. Um, Broken Record Podcast is good too. Same people. Um, although Broken Record has, uh, Rick Rubin. That's always a good one too, if you're into music. Are, are are you into music? <laughs> you betcha. He, he he's
1: answering the, he's asking the questions. We're we're not asking any questions. I like
0: music. Do you like
1: music? I love music.
0: Do you like music? <laughs> I love music. Gg.
1: Oh, I love it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I
4: I
2: it it just it's a question that 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 just needs to come out because like you've mentioned, it's almost a reflection of your 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 book collection. <laughs> you know, your what what you have on your bookcase really does say a lot about who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So, the way that you guys have approached your podcast is I don't want to say polished because it very much is organic, mm-hmm. but I think you guys, I would say your train of thought is just it's a, it's it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And you. how would you say the years leading up to the making of the podcast and we could go back to you Al how would you say your technical skills as far as like sound engineering and being a musician has aided you in doing this for the Porter notes podcast?
0: That's a really good question. I think that what I, what I like to emulate are the things that I've heard. Um, so, uh, public radio, you know, prior to podcasting, I listened to a lot of public radio and I really love the warm, um, in the room sort of sound so when you're listening to something like chapter a day or you're listening to something that's usually their interviews too but where it feels like you're in the room so it 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 has that sort of high level production I, I wanted to figure out how to do that and how to make that happen because ultimately this just like what most everything else that I do, I mean, you guys are joking about the puppets and stuff, is, is, is purely for entertainment. So I always have the listener in mind when I do it. So I think to myself, and there are episodes, you'll, you can easily go back over the episodes that we've had and you can hear varying levels of production. The microphones have gotten better over the years. The recorder is better than it used to be. Um, the mix is better than it used to be. Not a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so that made it so that I really wanted to, I mean, I still don't have the top of the line microphones, but I'm not spending that kind of money to do it because I'm doing okay with what no, I have. No,
1: he's not because his wife won't let him. Now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, if, if the podcast started making money to where you could get those things, sure. We do have sponsorship Yes. Now. We can never forget about our sponsors.
0: <laughs> Sheila Trago <Baby> quip,
1: <laughs> <laughs> And...
0: Leisha in leggings.
1: And that's Zaya. Yes, her yeah, Zaya. Yeah. Clark Peterson.
0: Okay, well, we're supposed to have a check from Clark in the mail.
1: <laughs> He's going to listen to this. and I hope you're he does listen to this.
0: No, I'm not calling him out. You are calling no, him out. Here's what I'm saying. Clark sent me a message saying, hey, we got behind and I forgot. He's going to do a, it. There's a, there's a check for you. It's in the mail. I, I got it in the mail today. Now, here's the thing.
1: We love Clark Peterson,
0: no doubt. And Clark <laughs>
4: she doesn't... said that uh,
2: listeners. She said that with laser beams yes. with her eyes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is the thing about podcasts. They can't always. They have to go by the inflection of your voice. Right. They don't always know what's going on in the room.
0: <laughs> well, and Clark, um, we we have given Clark so much press. <laughs> and so we will price. continue. Yeah, so much press. Uh, New Life Church is his yes. church, I believe, right? In Reedsburg. In Reedsburg, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, and uh, he's he's great. And so you can imagine that his services are great. and You can imagine that his church is great. Uh, probably needs a little help every now and then, people. But anyway, um, that being said, it's kind of a running gag about Clark. Yes, <laughs> so. and
1: hopefully he... He's in on it. Yeah, he's isn't. got a
0: he's got a great sense of humor. I can't imagine that he isn't. But you know, he did say he did say he is sending some money, so. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, it hasn't gotten here yet. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: so I'm going to bring it back here a little bit. So Alex is being very um, humble right now. Alex is has learned all of this on his own, and yes, because of gigging and music and. And also a job that he had worked, he sold this equipment and had to learn about this equipment. And he knows how to do that, how to make it sound like you're in the room. And by the way, the room that we're in right now is our bedroom because yeah, it's pretty we don't have the studio anymore, unfortunately. We have a, a walk-in closet. <laughs> so he's being humble. But yeah, he's, he's done a lot to learn his craft so i have to applaud him for that
2: yeah and um not to cut you off before you say something yeah you're the system that you run for your podcast is quite modest and then a lot of the times respectfully the rooms tend to be quaint yeah and
0: this is a big room it's not soundproof at all you can hear a lot of bouncing in here
2: I, I I love the attention to detail because that's the thing that shines. And I don't think any listeners listen to like, so he's using a condenser microphone, he's using a dynamic microphone, he's using this mixer, and so forth. But anyways, it's really you two that really make this podcast shine. And I know that question wasn't going to have a lot of life to it just because Al is a humble lion. Yeah. But I would say, Lori, you really do bring that other dynamic, that other yin to the yang. <laughs> when now, I would say that although Al is quite personable, he's a lovable guy, I would say that you really do bring this 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 type of presence that it, it just it balances the podcast off quite nicely. How would you say and with your career field right now, how has that like aided in you being personable?
1: Wow, thank you. You are being very kind. (laughs) Well, I'm a kind guy. (laughs) You are, you are, you are. And if people don't know that, they will. Um, So it's interesting because as a child, I was terribly shy. And when we had the coffee shop, I was terribly shy there. I would have never thought to step up on that stage. And Alex always joked that it's just a six inch step that's all you got to do and it terrified me to do that um with some some therapy and with some meditation i have become um more confident and able to do this and part of it is i'm behind a microphone and you don't really see me you just hear me and i don't know that seems a little less intimidating um but My line of work. Yeah, I'm out there. I'm in front of people and I have to be kind and, you know, empathetic and professional and all those things. But I think, too, part of it is I joke and I've used the story and you probably have heard it, but maybe the listeners have not. We would go to music events and you've attended some of them, Art in the Dark being one of them with Derek Ramnerace, you would see Alex in the corner of the room with the stance that he has right now, the arms folded, kind of, you know, intimidating. He's not, though. He's really a very nice guy.
0: (laughs) Blowing my cover. (laughs) Yeah, but it's debunked. And then
1: you would see me flitting around the room, you know, talking to you, talking to...
4: Just about everybody. Justin Justin Woods,
1: the artist, you know, different people. And then I'd come back and check on him and see if he's okay, And then I'd go off and do my thing again. And that is so the definition of social butterfly. When I really thought about it, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm flying around the room with my wings going, you know, here and there, whatever. And I guess I just did that because, you know, when we had the coffee shop, we were selling ourselves as much as we were trying to sell coffee. Um, And. So I felt like you, I had to do that to bring people in, to make them feel comfortable and keep them coming back. So I've always had that, you know, public facade, I guess. Um, and I, I got over my shyness. So.
0: It, is, it is a bit of a facade, actually. It's a really good word to use because we aren't this on all the time. Nobody can be this on all the time.
1: You know you've been here for a little while. You know that there's laziness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Think about it in terms of the fact that we want to be entertaining and we want to, I mean, you're not going to have listeners if if you're not, right? So there is that aspect of it. Same could be said of when we had the coffee shop. We wanted, why we sold us was because you can get coffee in 16 different places in that town. So we wanted it so that people came to us. But we. Were, I don't mean to make it seem as though we were disingenuous. This is genuinely who we are. It's just not who we are all the time. Mm-hmm. Because nobody can do that all the time.
1: Part of my love for doing this now is it's another connection. Because we did make this move and we moved away from friends and family. And there are times when I get very melancholy about that. But this is a way... To stay connected other than the social media outlets that sometimes can be very draining. And our voices will forever be available for our kids and our grandkids and our friends and family should they want to hear that if we're not here on this earth. So there's kind of a legacy in it.
0: Yeah, I I guess I hadn't thought about it that way.
1: A couple of months after you guys moved,
3: we missed you guys terribly. And that's what we did. We listened to the podcast, (laughs) and we were a little bit melancholy about it because we missed you guys, but that's a great point because, you know, you're always there then in some way.
1: Yeah. You guys are sweet.
2: And I think one of the big reasons why I've always gravitated to Kettle and Cup and I gravitated to you guys more importantly is mainly um, just that openness that you guys brought To that, to that little shop, Mm. which made such a big difference to so many people's lives, Mm. and I feel like it's only it's maybe it's a fraction of people that listen to the podcast. But I feel like in the future to come, there's going to be so many people that are going to listen to your guys's podcast, and I just want to mention too, because kettle and cup is a big part of this podcast. And when I came into the shop during my college years, when I was attending um, UW-Baraboo, and I just wanted a good cup of coffee, and I would stumble into your guys' coffee shop, and it, it was just like a family inviting yeah. an individual <laughs> yeah. into, into your building. And then you guys continued to have this, this openness to that community, which oftentimes, and respectfully again, which seems kind of beige and black and white in a lot of terms, and 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 uh, I I don't want to say personalities, and I don't want to disrespect anybody, but I, all I'm saying is that you guys brought this 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 color, like it it was it from the building, it epitomizes yes. that from right. from the psychedelic art on on the outside, Justin Woods, and being yeah. right next, you know, to <laughs> a head shop essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything you guys want to say about your your motive behind that?
0: A lot of the people who were there were kind of our peers and maybe even a little bit older in the very, very beginning. And I remember discussing with them how we we did like to entertain. We felt like we had stories to tell and we had been places and, and things that we could talk to people about. And that was that was the biggest part of it for us. It's like, okay, we're kind of having a dinner party every day in our own place you know and then of course we had our we had our actual place that we can go to and it was our fortress of solitude right (laughs) but what had happened not too long into it we started getting a younger generation of of customers and that younger generation really sparked something in us in terms of maybe a sense of responsibility or at the very least this 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 sense of of opportunity and as as entrepreneurs i don't want to make it seem like opportunity like we were making money off of people and we didn't care but opportunity to really make that difference i remember i was asked to talk to a group of grade schoolers middle schoolers actually about business and I think that I had spent the most of the class period talking about believing in yourself and and doing something that you want to do and that makes you happy and that you love, more than talking about you got to secure a loan and you got to have a business plan and you know you've got to have this amount of money and blah 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 blah. I talked more about find what you love and and do it and believe in yourself and you can make this happen, which I I believe then and I believe still. In fact, I find it to be more believable the way that my life has changed and twisted and moved and the road that my life has taken all onto itself, that it's it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I could heed my own advice as far as I was concerned. Mm-hmm. But I think that ultimately the coffee shop idea was yours more than it was mine. It was Lori's. Yeah, Lori's it, was, it was Lori's. And the music portion of it was entirely mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because some of the best coffee shops I'd ever been in had at least open mics, at least open mics, if Mm -hmm. not performances weekly. Mm -hmm. And that was that was the thing. Um, Do you remember do you remember the VH1 uh, series Storytellers? Did you ever get into that?
2: Oh, I loved that.
0: That's what our shows were. I mean, our shows were storyteller shows. People would go up and they would perform and then they would talk about their songs to the people that were there. And we never told them they had to do that. We never dictated anybody's performance that I can remember.
1: No, we just asked that everybody be respectful of each other.
0: But it was such an intimate place. I mean, one of them that comes to mind uh, is uh, Andrew Andrew Zapata. He talked a lot while he performed and not so much so that it took away from his performance but it made it a much more intimate setting and mm-hmm. you got to know who he was and and the reasons behind some of his songs. And I brought up Jesse Lynn earlier. She's she's very good at that regardless. But there were some some musicians uh Jimmy Muren was another one. Jimmy Muren out of out of Madison. He's in uh Santa Monica, I think. Now or Pasadena, California. And he was another one whom I had known a little bit more than in passing. I'd performed at some gigs and shared the stage with him a few times. And and uh, he he was able to talk about the meanings of his songs, you know, before and after he had done them. And when you hear that sort of thing, then it really opens your eyes up when you're listening to, to a performer.
1: I think for me, um, Kettle and Cup is a snapshot of a portion of our life. And I think the podcast has kind of allowed us to keep that going in some way. Um, and I feel I, I, we do most of the talking, So, but we welcome people to message us, to make comments, to give us ideas, and and also to interview them. And it's kind of a way for us to stay in touch with, with people that we did meet through Kettle mm-hmm. and Cup, those connections that we made. And so it, it still feels like it's still kind of there for you know for us and hopefully for people that listen and go ahead
2: not to interrupt and that's actually what I meant by the fraction mm-hmm. of of the people that you touched like that you still spread that love to them on your episodes mm-hmm. by interviewing a lot of your closest friends and right. family and yeah go back to it. sorry. no <laughs> yeah. I'm just agreeing with you you're yeah.
1: you're right and you know, doing the interview with you recently that'll come out before this does, um, it's just, it's a way to stay connected. And, you know, there's still a lot of people that we want to interview that, that we met through the coffee shop and we just, we're just getting around to it. We're We're getting there. We're going to, now that we're more settled and want to keep those connections alive, that's what's up and coming, I guess.
0: Well I don't you know I also don't want it to appear as though we're we're stuck in that. No. You know, yeah. as people were not stuck in that. I mean we 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 can acknowledge the fact that what we had done or the 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 role that we had played or or how we had made these connections with with various people uh has definitely touched us as much as it has touched them and, and there was maybe a, a little bit of it at at a certain point where we had kind of reached a, a pinnacle, and we're on the other side of it from being like, "Oh man, it's really got me down that we can't, you know, that we can't do it, or we couldn't do it." To where you know eh, we couldn't do it, but it has a really good legacy. To the point where I think now we acknowledge the legacy, and we appreciate those who have had a part in it, and we're more than happy to to share in that and have that nostalgia with people. But on the other hand, too. You know, especially when I did the series on faith in modern times, it kind of moved us past that Mm -hmm. to, you know, our own entity at this Mm -hmm. point, you know, but that being said, I mean, anybody who out there is listening that may have any sort of, um, you know, unfinished business with us.
1: (laughs) Be nice. (laughs) No, I mean, in the best way,
0: I mean, contact us. Right. You know, I mean, we we do we do still love about those love talking about those years because those years were just as important to us.
1: And along with talking about those years, but also just catching up and seeing where they're at now. I mean, we've been seeing how some of those young kids you're talking about that we somehow became this place for them, for you as well. We're seeing how they have grown up. Some have gotten married, had children, graduated college. Yeah,
0: 25, 27, 29 years old now.
1: Doing other things with their profession and their craft and getting engaged and things like that. So it's really cool to see that. It's, you know, so it it progresses. Yeah. You know.
2: That's what it's about. And I don't need to validate it. Yep. That's that's one of the things that I love so much about the Porter notes podcast. And I can't reiterate that enough. It's just to a lot of listeners who are peeping into this lifestyle, they're like, who is this person that they're interviewing? But it's through that journey of each episode that you're really starting to peel back the layers and you're starting to see some creative individuals. Mm -hmm. You're starting to see some people who are spiritually deep Mm -hmm. and I think you guys really do bring a sense of community, but you also bring a meaning to people, to ordinary people. Mm-hmm. You, get you know, it. and it, yeah, it's you get it's it. and it's it's it doesn't need to be starstruck like a lot of podcasts. And I think realizing that everybody is a book, everybody mm. is a walking piece of art. You know, I I feel like you guys really touch on that. And I also just wanted to backstep a little bit to the to the coffee shop. Because what really attracted me to you guys, to you, um Alan Lori, is that I I kind of live by the principles of to educate, entertain, and inspire, and I really felt like you guys hit those three, like with the coffee shop and even in the podcasts from, <laughs> you know, from spirituality, mm-hmm. talking about, you know, just... It's not even spiritualism, but it could be to the musicians that you guys mm-hmm. interview. And it could be about like the USA roads, uh, yeah. you know, that mm-hmm. and um hey, yeah.
1: I just taught him some dance, some some tap dance tonight, <laughs> and I've been teaching Gigi how to froth with our espresso machine, yeah,
0: we she, still make coffee. She's got coffee. a mean
1: latte going on right now.
0: Well, I want to speak just just momentarily to to what you said there, Jaco, because I think that it's important because that's one of the that's that's one of the and it's not a subversive um, themes to this show. It's a, it's an overt theme to this show that everybody has a story, mm-hmm. you know. So you might see somebody who. You might be driving in Wisconsin, in the Driftless area, and you see somebody who's on the side of the road painting a picture. You don't know who they are, and, and you're like, wow, you know, I wonder who that is, or I wonder what they're doing, or I wonder, you know, I wonder what it's going to look like when it's done. I've been fortunate to be able to talk to that person. You know, I've been fortunate to be able to talk to somebody that you could be in the grocery store with, and then you find out, whoa, that person, you know, did these these things or has this interest. You know, there was a gal, and I really wish that I would have been able to interview her. Do you remember? She came to our house because before we moved, we were selling all of our things, and she was in love with some of the Parisian stuff. Remember that? And she ended up, oh gosh, I forget where she worked, but a very unassuming place, like a grocery store or bank or something like that. And she had talked about how many years, multiple times per year, she had gone to France. You remember her? Mm -hmm. I never got the opportunity to interview this woman. And and, and it's unfortunate because I think she would have been really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, You would not know this of her. You would not know that she has this entire life that's not defined by the work that she did. And it was so interesting, you know, when that happens. I have a a former um, work colleague who listened to the podcast rather early on and then kind of stopped because he's like, well, I'm not interested in in this person or that person. And it's kind of sad because they're missing out on the depths of what that that could be. You know, it's not just that I'm talking to somebody who's a musician. I can easily relate to musicians as you can understand, but it's that I'm talking to that person and and helping them kind of peel back mm-hmm. those layers to show people that there's there's more to this person than what they see on the outside.
1: Yeah, let's give... I want to give Gigi a, ch- a chance. She was going to yeah, say something Yeah, I apologize. Here. I jumped we're, in. We're talking about the mean latte. Oh, no. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. We've got that out She's out. making a really good latte. She's getting the hang of this.
0: It's just practice. She's
1: going to be a barista it is. now. It
3: is. But it's amazing because I never even thought about that, that I was never actually in the coffee shop. I did not know Lori and Al at the time or right. Jaco. Um, but Laura's downstairs teaching me how to make a latte. It's amazing. So <laughs> I feel like I I'm I'm able to be in the coffee shop. Well, yeah, no, I wasn't. You're
1: part of it. Yeah.
0: It it, it is. Her instruction is is so uh, reminiscent of how many people you taught how to use the machine. Yeah. You know, from our own kids to our employees to mm-hmm. to friends. Right. You know, there are very few people who aren't employed or, or related though that ran the machine. <laughs>
2: we we tend to be on the same wavelength all the time like you and i <laughs> cuz i i could feel us transitioning and a shift into what we're probably going to be talking about and with your mentioning of paris i wanted to like figure out about you guys and why you have this this certain aura and why you guys exude the education the entertaining and the inspiration aspect of your guys' lives, was there a specific place um, in the globe that you took a liking to that you were really just infatuated with and that you kind of took a piece of that culture, that place with you, and you continue to take it with you wherever you go to now? What's what's your guys' – as far as favorite places, what is your favorite place?
1: Well, I love to travel. And unfortunately, over the last couple of years with COVID, it's been a bit of a challenge, although things are easing up. My love of travel or the travel bug bit me. I was a young adult and I had traveled via cruise, going to all-inclusive in Mexico, around the United States in a car. And probably my trip to Europe was my biggest adventure where I really gained empowerment because I did that trip with a girlfriend of mine and it was during a difficult time of of my life. And the fact that I could get around a European country where I didn't speak the language, I used the metro system, I flew there and flew home and, and traveled within different countries, really taught me that I am a strong person and I can do anything and I'm not talking anything like I'm going to be the president of the United States. I don't have an interest in that, (laughs) but if I really put my mind to it, I can do anything and if I can do anything, anybody can because I'm not a super motivated, educated person. I just love to travel. I love to learn about culture. I love to submerse myself into whatever that culture is. I accept people for who they are, for what they believe in. And recently in the past, I don't know, I'll say five years, I've gotten into, you know, the meditation and yoga. And and that, again, has opened up another level of just acceptance and love and empathy sometimes is needed and i guess that's you know the best answer i so can you're, give
2: you're not into to favoritism as far as having a favorite place it's more just the experience that you Absolutely. take in general yeah what about you al do you have a quote-unquote favorite place that has inspired you and that you you, you take a piece of that place with you
0: the most traveling I've ever done in my lifetime has been with you, Lori. Mm-hmm. I've I've done more traveling with you than I had to that point. Um, I traveled a lot before we had gotten together, but not always to diverse places. So the, the most um, unique places I've spent, I've spent with you. Similarly, I grew up in a situation where travel wasn't always available. I mean it just wasn't. But if I have to, I'm, I'm about growth, right? But I'm going to say something terribly reactionary, because if I have to say that I have a favorite place, it's the place where I came from. It doesn't mean that I ever want to live in Chicago again. And there may not be many times over the years coming that I will visit the city. But the benefit that I had received growing up in the city was that I at least had the exposure to a lot of diversity based on where I was at. So there's still mystery in the world, but it really isn't about relating to other people because there were people there from all over the world. So that was my experience. I mean, you you sit on the bus with a melting pot of, of different nationalities and and creeds and religions and and um, different viewpoints on things, so that that was something that I always appreciated. And when I did move from Chicago to Wisconsin and spent time around people who did not experience that sort of diversity and saw the kind of blinded bigotry, it really hit me hard because. That is, is truly the definition of, of prejudice to have, you know, this, this viewpoint of I'm better than this other person, but not have any experience with that other person. So there's it's just complete ignorance.
1: It's interesting because I'm nodding, which people can't see. Chicago is one of my favorite cities. I've always loved Chicago, even before Alex and I met, but he has shown me some parts of Chicago that I never had seen until the (laughs) alleys
0: but the the marijuana drop-off points (laughs) no but the crack pipe dispensary
1: opposite of you I grew up in that small town and then experienced the world not the world but culture I grew up in a town where there wasn't really culture and I don't want to offend the people that I grew up with or my family, but it just it wasn't there. I'm sorry and then going out and and seeing those things and and experiencing those things has allowed me, I think to expand and be a better person, I guess,
0: yeah, yeah was it Mark Twain who said something about uh um travel wipes out prejudice or something? The, yeah, bigotry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I I think that that's that's the biggest thing.
1: Doesn't Rick Steves says that after his yeah. travel show? Yeah, he yeah. does. Now
0: that you mention it, yeah. yeah, that's probably where I got it from actually, because I've seen more episodes of Rick Steves than I've read Mark Twain books. So
1: well, we were watching a lot of that when we weren't traveling. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true, <laughs> but but uh, to to just polish off in in your question. I think that having that experience of being able to to be around a lot of different things and, and culture, not just in terms of multinationalism, but also art and music mm-hmm. and history, and having a very strong sense of of pride. And Chicago is a very proud city. Um, almost, com- almost, maybe too competitively nice. and comparatively so. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, but it it did make me feel feel good about um feel good about myself in terms of like you know I'm not I'm not capable of doing everything but I'm proud of what I can do you know and and part of that is is having an open mind to to what's out there
2: Al is from Chicago who moved to Reedsburg Wisconsin mm-hmm. you grew up in the area of Reedsburg Wisconsin mm-hmm. Lori, and then you have a font, you know a fascination with Chicago so it's just I feel like those personalities really do come across right. where you have this this realization of a bigger picture, but you have this appreciation and this homey feeling with yeah, you, yeah. with a small town right. What are some of your favorite places that you've traveled to
3: it's It's interesting because Jayco and I both had quite kind of similar you know childhoods because we i mean I grew up actually very near where Lori grew up, <laughs> um, small town, but I spent a lot of time in the South as well. I always traveled the United States. My mother's very fond of road trips. That's what we did my whole childhood and traveled to Peru and England and many different places. And I can't pick a favorite either. You yeah, know,
2: I just want to to interrupt too, because you guys actually, um, you interviewed Teresa Zolzinski. Yes, we did. And, um, yeah, that's, that's Gigi's mother. And anyways.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, along the same lines as what Lori said, never be afraid because you can do it. You know, after, since the pandemic, I feel like I lost a bit of confidence in travel because I hadn't traveled in a while and you just got to get back out there and do it, you know. Because it'll change your life. Be safe, but yes, do it.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I I think the pandemic was uh, stifling in that that respect of um, almost quenching the the wonder lust in everybody. Um, but speaking of, of traveling and with the with my newfound. Uh, opportunity of going to california for the american song contest and representing the state of wisconsin and i was able to have all three of you along to ride with me and how did you guys feel about that you guys went had a blast and being able to come to los angeles or hollywood yeah. <laughs> and dress up to the nines you know how did you guys feel
0: you want to know what the worst thing was? The worst thing was that you couldn't do a lot of the stuff that we did with yeah, us. That was the absolute worst thing, it honestly. Yeah, um, I know how that sounds, but but it is honestly true. the The day before, um, the taping of the show and and the live performance. The day before that, we had spent the better part of the day sightseeing, which we had offered for you to come, but of course you couldn't, you couldn't leave the premises. Right. And then the evening we had spent together, you know, it was, it was the three of us plus your dad, Rory McCluskey and Teresa was there as well. So the, you know, we had spent that evening together and then the next morning before getting ready, we had spent together and that you you were there in spirit, and we were there for you, so you you know, it was like you were there, but you weren't there. And that was the worst part of it because we had a lot of laughs, as you can imagine. and it was just a, it was a, it was a it was a really good time with just this undertone of oh. Jacob it, could be here. I think
1: the worst part, I'm going to do the same that you just did, was it was very short.
0: Yeah. It would that was have the been worst part, nice
1: yeah. to have a little bit more time, not only to do more sightseeing, but to spend with you guys. And I'm grateful that you're here right now and we're enjoying this time. But the experience, man, it was the. I can't imagine what it was like for you being on stage because it flew for the rest of us. We've all talked about this. And it was, there was so much tension, but not bad tension and anxiety and excitement and nervousness. And then all of a sudden you're up there on stage and it was like, wait a minute, I didn't see what he did. What happened? you know? <laughs> and we had to rewatch it, which was fine. But in the moment, man, I was excited. And then uh, right after, I was exhausted because all of those emotions were building throughout the day. And by the time you were done, it was like I was drained. I was surprised by that feeling, that feeling of being very tired. And I think it was just the buildup. So, what tell me what your thoughts are? Oh, Gigi. I was just
3: gonna say it was crazy for me too because all I wanted, I didn't have any anxiety about the performance or anything like that. I just hadn't seen Jaco in 10 days and I just <laughs> got there. All I wanted to do was, um, was see him, right? And you know, right before his performance, I we were so excited and kelly clarkson actually came up and was sitting next to us the entire performance and kelly clarkson was very sweet but it was so distracting (laughs) i like i i felt like i i couldn't pay attention either it was crazy and she was even like oh i'll sit down like you guys watch and yeah it flew past it did it was crazy it did
1: yeah just the statement right there. We're here to support Jaco and we're we're here to be there with Jaco and we're so excited. We totally snubbed Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't going to say that but it's true. <laughs> Sorry Kelly, you were great. You're beautiful and we enjoyed the fact that we got to sit with you or that you sat at our banquet but I mean it was all about Jago. <laughs> but not to
2: name drop, but you guys also did the same to Snoop Dogg, too. Nobody acknowledged him. <laughs> did he come? I no, mean, we
1: tried to get him to come I to our table. I was hoping that I could We get were, to, we were hollering for him to, to him. come to our table. Yeah,
0: I wanted to yeah, He snubbed us. Snoop.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Snoop snubbed us. <laughs> you know, the,
0: the thing about it is that there are, it's getting, you know, that there are less and less who maybe have a proper recollection of this, but... In some interviews that I had seen, or heard, or, or read, with people who had gone to see, um, and 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 hum, this is a humble comparison, people who have gone to see um, the Beatles, you know, they they said that that they didn't remember the show because all they did was scream the whole time, mm-hmm. and I can kind of understand that because there's 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 two things: one we we honestly had a great time and your performance was terrific and we wanted to show our support and that was that was genuine
1: we were very honored that you asked us to be there and we're grateful for that thank you
0: the other side and i'm going to pull the curtain back on hollywood a little bit is that they they really want you to go crazy during that performance so you're mindful of that you're you're kind of it's almost as though you're part of the show in that respect too, because you're watching and it's like, okay, he just did a move. So now we need to react to this move or, okay, this is the guitar solo. So we really need to start, you know, screaming during this guitar solo part, which we all did. All of us at the banquet did. Uh, Colleen Clarkson did not. And so, <laughs> no, she, she was, she was no, digging it. No, I'm, I'm just teasing. She
1: did. She, she, she did not. She she turned around and she said to all of us, "You guys know all the words," and we're like, "Well, yeah." And then she's like, "You guys are really good singers," and I'm like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> it, it
0: didn't it didn't it didn't actually um, absorb though for Lori until later, and then she was like, "Elli Clarkson said we're good singers." <laughs> but but the point that I'm getting at is is that it really felt like we had a role in that too. In so much as we wanted to be able to make sure that people who are viewing it from home, understood that this was making an impact on the audience. So when they whip the audience up, you know, they've got the people who are out there, the hype men that are out there before the performance, you know, and trying to make sure that everybody is, is really into it. Um, it's, it's because it does more, it, it spurs you on on stage. And as a musician, you know, we both know what that's like. When you've got a good crowd, you definitely, you know, have a more loose performance. But on the other and and I mean loose in like comfortable. But on the other hand, we wanted people at home to know this is a big deal, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's what made that three minutes go by so quickly because you're just hyperventilating the whole time, <laughs> you're screaming and carrying on, you know, because you you feel like that's your role as as audience too, which mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. is this genuine love of the performance and you know the excitement and trying to convey that right miles away
2: did you guys feel like you were, were stars after the show did you feel <laughs> like people were gonna recognize you i mean like Gigi, she was she was interviewed uh, by kelly clarkson i mean like did you feel like after the show you were bound to get recognized and i'm sure you did
3: you know what i just i don't think about that sort of thing I just, I felt like, I don't know. It felt like everything was just going to be normal. <laughs> I think that I'm just a weirdo. I just don't think about that sort of thing.
2: <laughs> well, you did have somebody email Well, somebody emailed me and was asking about your outfit and the specifics of it. Oh my goodness, And she was, yes. yeah. So there's definitely some people that came out of the woodworks who were, uh, yeah. who recognized you that's <laughs> that was, cool that was yeah. comical it was
1: weird yeah it was I a had... vintage it was a vintage
3: yes it was it was um from the 60s um it was vintage in very good condition and um yeah i mean i wish people could have seen it full length because it was it was a really cool pants it was suit. stunning yeah. it was stunning yeah yeah
1: thank you
2: did you you felt like you guys were oh. robbed of something because you you guys <laughs> walked to the airport well, you you showed up at the okay. airport
0: and you were like Is anybody gonna notice? I was uh let me just say that based on let me give you this disclaimer.
1: Let me, let me just say too, you had a vintage
4: I uh, had a vintage tuxedo coat. jacket on. Yeah.
0: But yeah. um let me just say that I was lumped into that statement. <laughs> um Lori was, Lori was a little liberal with the pronouns.
1: I was for sure without a doubt that we were going to be recognized. I mean we had our five seconds of fame two seconds of fame. Come on. Where were the crowds? Where was the paparazzi? What
0: more does the world need? Two seconds. They should be catching you at the airport after that.
1: Usually I'm frisked at the airport anyway. I mean
2: Even with masks on. Yeah.
1: I mean come on. Where was my paparazzi?
0: I would say that I would say that I I was acknowledged by the people on social media that I knew, who knew me, maybe a little more than that, but still social media friends, and that was kind of surprising how many of them were watching, not not by the numbers, but who they were, like you know, yeah, I saw the Porters on there. And it was like, oh, this this guy was watching the show. I'm mm-hmm. kind of surprised by that because he doesn't seem the type to watch mainstream television. I think that a lot of thing. people
1: did because of Jaco. I, I agree. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say this because I don't want to offend the show. But I think that maybe is the case with all of you. I mean, yes, obviously, we're supportive of you, Jaco, but there maybe were people that wouldn't watch that show if they didn't have that connection.
0: Oh, for sure. I think that they banked on that a little bit, too. Oh, and absolutely. I'm, I'm You know, I'm, I'm, it's a yeah. lot of supposition. Yeah, right.
2: that's, that's an astute observation with that. Yeah. But to be yeah. fair,
0: I'm going to be liberal with these pronouns. We didn't do, do it. it to expect <laughs> that people were going to say anything afterwards. We didn't do it hoping to be recognized afterwards. Really? Yeah. Okay, then I didn't do it. <laughs> Hoping to be recognized afterwards.
2: This is the duality everybody that we were talking about.
4: Yeah.
1: I was wanting to be recognized. That shy little girl wanted to be recognized. Is there
2: anything you want to say to your bullies <laughs> That too shy little girl should have worn something
0: more low cut or something. Oh, You'd sh- get
1: recognized. All I need is the blonde hair.
0: <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I I I was I would have been I would have been surprised if somebody outside of the show would have would have recognized us based on the amount of time that we'd spent on the air. But people who did know us, who because we didn't say anything on social media about being there until we were there, mm-hmm. That's
2: right. then to
0: find them afterwards, like, oh my gosh, you guys are there! That was that was pretty surprising and 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 pleasantly surprising for me. Yeah, we're, yeah.
1: we were somewhere. Was it us or was it with them that someone was? saying recently how do i know you i recognize you from somewhere was it you
0: i kind of have a a face that's similar to a lot of other faces in this world because i get that a lot was
1: it at the bank it was at chase bank
0: it was yeah but it was not it was it was before it was before the show
2: that was for the ex Uh, you reminded me okay Okay. i swear
1: there was somewhere else that we were and they were I can't remember which one of us they were talking to. No, I, think I get it was, that. You know, I
0: get that. I get that a lot. And and, and, I, and
1: I was actually going to be like, yeah, we were on TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Of course, everybody, too. We're just joking.
2: Um, yes. and, and I I want to speak for Alan, Lori and Gigi that they, they really are humble to the point. That's not what they're, they were expecting. And. Of course, when you get to some point of being on national television, that's just the joke of, uh, (laughs) you know, like everybody wants to be recognized. But, um, yeah, I feel like there was a lot of people who did see you guys because out of all the different contestants um, banquets, I felt like the Wisconsin banquette was uh, was very much um, was honed in, you know, with the cameras. Mm
1: -hmm. We were kind of center of the room, so I I do agree with that. Go ahead, Gigi. Yeah, Yeah, I
3: was just gonna say, you know, I did see that in rewatching it, that we were the only ones that were all, like, hugging, like, but, but that's what it was. The people that went to, you know, all of us that went out to LA for the show, we were the people that, you know, went to the most gigs and stuff, so we had spent so much time together, so spending that time together you know in the airbnb and and um at the show and stuff it felt very natural it felt right. just mm-hmm. like a normal gig we yeah. flew across the country but it was just like going to a normal gig it was
0: yeah, i would agree with that yes. and, and the other thing too is that i'm probably even more grateful of the fact that we didn't receive unwanted attention we mm-hmm. didn't have anybody out there giving us a hard time about anything so on one hand it's kind of like to have somebody say something like he brought his family, that would be nice, but to have somebody say something disparaging about us, that would be that would not be cool. So I guess it's better to have no attention than to have the wrong attention.
1: Yeah, don't speak that too much. We we don't like to put that out in the
0: universe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Never read never read the press.
2: You know, yeah, it's I feel like what Gigi was talking about, where we really did exude this closeness, this oneness. In the banquet, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just really who we are as people, and I feel like that really does break through the clutter and saturation on a, a show such as American Song Contest, and and I'm gonna tie it back to this the whole the podcast. I'm gonna tie it back to our friendship, to even the coffee shop. It is it's always been about bringing people together because. Mm-hmm we're all very much family now and mm-hmm. it's like you know your friends can become your family and some of Absolutely. your family can and, and, uh, and, 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 and take a pessimistic look your family can become your enemy but in this situation I think a lot of us we just we really come together and we share the experience and we kind of just want everybody to to be a part of that because there's just so much more to your nine to five job there's Mm -hmm. so much more to the vanity there's so much more and I feel like I'm on a soapbox but I would you guys feel like that they're just being there for the music and for each other
0: I would say that uh Gigi's 100% right in saying that yes okay the the nuances are what made it different and if you really wanted to sit back and think about the amount of people the viewers the reach all of that sort of thing that does make it different but for us you know for us, those of us in our close-knit group, it was the same group that you would see at, you know, Duchess Plaza. It, it, yes. <laughs> you, it's know.
1: you know, it's, and I think it might have been you, Gigi, that mentioned when we've watched the show over and watched that portion, especially when they wanted us to be anticipatory in our reaction when they were going to announce who won that night. That wasn't an act. No. We were genuinely, I mean, we were all holding hands. And when you look at us throughout the entire show, when they you would see us at her, we had this banquette where we had extra room and seats. and yeah. But we were all on that one side together, kind of squished. And I part of it was we missed you guys, too. It, mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned earlier how you missed us since we've moved we missed you so just you know there's something to be said it's like when kids you know hang on their mom or their dad they're and i know this is out there for some people but i truly believe that they're getting those pheromones off from their mom or their dad that they need and that's kind of how i felt it was like i just needed that closeness to you guys to just absorb that and yeah.
0: and, not, and not just you also with with rory and teresa too because yes that's just that's been the nucleus really
1: right so it was just i don't know and it it's energizing to me mm-hmm. you know i literally could feel that energy going between all of us radiating and it's that's a good thing i mean when you have that good positive vibe and energy you want that? It's a it's a drug. It's a it's a legal, healthy, safe drug.
2: Amen. I feel like there should be a, a commercial right here. on that.
4: <laughs>
2: When we come back,
1: our well, sponsors, energy. <laughs>
2: and we we talk about the closeness, and I bet there's some listeners who are who are listening right now. They're like, well, what about all the the COVID variants that are currently happening in 2022 to timestamp our episode right now. Well, we're very mindful people and we've been Mm -hmm. selfless Mm -hmm. for, Mm -hmm. and and I'm not saying that we were uh, neglecting a lot of protocols, but we, everybody in this room, Al, Lori, Gigi, and I, you know, we sacrificed. Uh, you know, the, the the giggings. You know, mm-hmm, the performances definitely. for a good amount of time, just so we could keep the people around us really okay. safe. And we look we that oneness that we're talking about. We really look look after everybody because we really do care about even the you, the listener. We care about our families and friends and the fans, and I think we wanted to also. It was genuine, and how close we were on the day of that performance. But we want to exude that oneness to a lot of the viewers on NBC mm-hmm. and on national television, because there's there's so much going on right now as mm-hmm. far as discourse, and and um, mm-hmm. I think we kind of just want to be the the antithesis the
1: <laughs> beacon, <to kind> of, <laughs> like a beacon. Yeah, I would yeah. like
0: to speak to. I would like to speak to that just a, a little bit. Um, in terms of uh the year 2020 i wanted to speak about the fact that you do have a sense of of responsibility when you do something that that has an effect on other people you do have a sense of responsibility and i i want to ask this of you because i did you know recently do the podcast interview I, I actually mixed it down and, and did the production on it so so that's ready to go and should be out it'll be out before this episode but that was something that you didn't touch on it was a great interview but I want to speak to to this kind of quickly which is the fact that in 2020 it wasn't really black and white there was some gray in there too during that time period in terms of what people decided they wanted to do and how they wanted to um, continue on with their performance careers. And we, there were some people who took it very seriously. There are some people who didn't take it seriously at all. And this isn't, you know, of course, about naming names. But the fact is, we had a conversation. We had an actual conversation, those of us involved in, in Jayco at that point. Had a conversation about our responsibility to ourselves and our family members, but also our responsibility to the fans. So when you think about, people who would go out of their way to to see you what sort of representation are you giving to them as far as their value if you're performing and it's like yeah I know that you could be immunocompromised or I can guess that you could be immunocompromised or maybe not because we knew so little about COVID at the time you know healthy people were getting sick it didn't have anything to do with their immune system and you took that on as like, I don't want to be the person who gets somebody else sick in my home, somebody else sick at an event either. And I thought that that was interesting. And there were certain times during that year where you received, you know, you're kind of lambasted in some instances because you refused to play certain shows because it, didn't re- it it didn't meet your safety requirements and some of that was safety requirements that you placed again on yourself cuz you didn't want to get sick. None of us wanted to get sick, but also that you felt like if if they were going to be laxed in in their rules, you didn't want to play a part in that. You know, and I had always appreciated that. And I just wanted to to ask you about that looking back on it now, you know, a few years later and knowing that nearly all of us did go through COVID, I th- I don't think that um I don't think Nathan did. I know that you didn't. And I know, Laurie, that you did not. Um, you and I did. And your mom did. And a number of other people who have been fans and friends and other musicians went through it. Would you do anything differently about 2020? Would you do anything differently about that year, that pandemic year, than than you did? Would you Would you have played less shows? Would you have played the same shows that we did? Or do you feel like maybe you could have fit in more shows knowing... You know, knowing what we know now about, about it.
2: I, I wouldn't have changed the thing because it, it it set me up and it started to sculpt me as a person. Even just by saying no to gigs, mm-hmm. I knew what what would happen when I said no to some, to some people.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And it wasn't me that was going to, you know, the reaction that I was going to get. It wasn't really me. And, um, I did get a lot of fire <laughs>
0: from, not, a lo- from a
2: lot of people and, but, um, not I, I, every
0: show though. I mean, there were some people who were cool about it, yeah. so I don't mean to make it seem like no, it no, was no, a, no. a I'm black not, or white thing.
2: I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. It's just, that's what happened quite a bit when I had to say, like, I can't take the gigs. And like I said, I wouldn't have changed a thing because, um, if I would have changed it, I wonder if if this opportunity of performing in front of millions of people on the n b c stage, if that would have even happened it I felt like my patience um was being reserved and not performing. I felt like in a weird way, the universe was like, "Well, oh, we're gonna reward you for being patient and for looking after people because I could have been that fool, not to say people gotta do what they gotta do, but I didn't wanna just be. Saying the I didn't want to have people come out to the show and be like, you know, I just I want I want your money you want, and I'm going to have another show tomorrow so I can take your money. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I, I could care less about your life. And it, it was more that I really care about you coming to my show and I don't want you to get sick. So we can come back another day and we could have the same experience, but we wouldn't have those you know those those worries right. but i wouldn't have changed a thing um as far as shows the only thing that i would have changed is just been a little bit more specific and just had a lot more description to what i guess um i right. that i want for my band and me when walking into a show and a lot of that's just you know like we 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 need this 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 mm-hmm. and I was kind of learning as, as we were going, but, um, essentially I I wouldn't have changed a thing. And, and that's not even a cliche answer. It's the, it's the truth.
3: As Al said before, there wasn't a lot known about COVID that first year, you know, or the first year, you know, for COVID in the U.S. 2020. Um, and you, I feel that you did everything to the best of your capabilities. And I, you know, I wanted to say too, that we really you didn't do as many shows and we took that time to work on ourselves both of us we got really into yoga and you know meditation and you know so that's that's what you you mean by you feel like the universe rewarded you for that for caring so much about your family and friends and fans that you would sacrifice the you know potential living that you could have made during that time. We lived simply and we worked on ourselves. And I do feel that we were, you were rewarded for that. You know, all of us really.
1: Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yes, I agree. And I know, I know specifically that you carried a lot of weight on your shoulders, worrying about not just yourselves and immediate family and immediate band members, but you know, some of us have... Uh, family members that are older and immunocompromised, and none of us, and I know you are, I'm including you in this, none of us wanted to be the person responsible for bringing COVID and possibly having them become very ill and not be here anymore. So I i don't think that anything could have been done differently than it was, and I know you took some pretty hard blows, yes, financially, but also just with some people not being so kind and not understanding. And unfortunately, we say it all the time, COVID has kind of brought out the worst in some and still does in society. But I think we're not, any of us, ones to look back and have regret we look back and have fond memories, but we're all about moving forward and progressing and making ourselves better people. And if it took something like a pandemic for us to figure that out, and maybe a lot of other people, I believe, then that's that's what it took. So I have a friend who I'm going to quote really quick. Um, Lori Wagert, I love her. She's the sweetest person on earth. And she always says you thank, she uses God, you thank God for even the bad stuff. So in this conversation, we can thank, be thankful that a pandemic did slow some things down and teach some of us to look inwardly and make some improvements
2: we could have had more spooky tours you know oh, <laughs> we that's the only regret now. No, so no. uh let's tell people about what we collectively like the four of us what we do on our free time because we really are weirdos and porter notes podcast is just it's eclectic and weird <laughs> but
0: we do. I was like, what are you talking about? No, I, I think it's funny. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your, your yeah, thought on it. I, I, just, I just think I, it's funny.
2: I feel like we should introduce people to, to what we do in the spooky tours and just like how we always bring thermons. And it's, we got to talk about this because.
4: We, we love always. to travel
2: and we love Yes. We love paranormal. We yes. love esoteric talk. <laughs> and but, we don't uh,
1: just bring theremins. We bring what was it? Oh, we brought our crucifix.
2: Oh, we that's essential. <laughs> and well, there yeah. were some other items. Dracula
0: that, cape. Yeah, well
1: that wasn't really essential. That was but that no, was that entertaining. Was essential. That was essential.
0: <laughs> as 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 the person who wore it the second longest on the trip. That was me. Jacob wore it the longest. I wore it the second longest. Then there was Gigi. She wore it that entire time. That got at the at the park. <laughs> then you wore it to the bathroom.
3: So Jaco and I drove all the way down to Florida. And we leave the house. You know, we're kind of, you know, going over our head in, in our heads, thinking, Okay, we got this, we got this, we got this, we got this we are like 40 miles down the road and all i hear is gosh darn it i forgot the dracula cape what are we gonna do now
2: but we didn't i yeah i didn't say darn it it was uh (laughs) it was
4: other uh (laughs)
2: sentence enhancers
1: i cleaned it up a lot
4: (laughs) well okay Yeah, you
3: know
1: now that i think about it the where is it
4: i I, I forgot it man aren't aren't you using
0: it as a like a tablecloth not anymore. Okay. <laughs> so a spooky table along thing.
1: with this whole spooky. T- so yes, we we are geeks and weirdos, whatever you want to call us. But we all we all have stories, and we're not going to share those because
0: that's not for everybody.
1: No. And um, but one of the things that happened before we moved down is you inherited some awesome <laughs> Halloween decor and we have to thank Sheila for a lot of that Sheila Trego because she spent a lot of time finding those items and making those items and then we decorated our whole house yeah, and had an awesome party
3: and you
0: guys went through all that stuff right did you find anything unusual in there oh
3: it's all unusual oh my gosh <laughs> okay. what in particular I can't it's all crazy it's the, all weird the painted babies
0: no, the, the not the. Depend- no, that demon. that was stuff that you knew, that was stuff that you knew. Okay.
1: I don't even know if I know what
0: you're Laurie, talking about. Lori's
2: uh, Halloween outfit was that?
0: Was that that's, in there? Oh. Yeah. Oh, how funny! That's, that's, I wonder. What,
1: don't yeah. get rid of that because if I ever, you know, want
0: to really wear it skinny. to bed. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! This is not the show for that.
0: <laughs> no, but okay. Here's 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 the thing. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag on one thing that that Jaco and Gigi do. Was there a
1: cat in a bag?
0: No, no, that would have (laughs) been funny. Um, Okay, so what I've learned is that you cannot leave any electronics devices unattended around them because later you'll find images on there, images of them. Not not compromising images but images it's like
1: where is this going (laughs) uh,
0: okay so one time like i left my laptop open and i came back and somebody had googled poop and (laughs) it was there was like the wikipedia page of poop or something that was on there at that point was this
1: one of the two of them
0: yes yes it was it was in the It was in gg it was in zombie watch studios anyway so um One of my devices, either my phone or at the time I used to carry a second phone for work, one day I... Open it up and my lock screen was one of them doing a selfie with a with an expression on their face of what looked to be scariness or great pain. And then when I opened it, it was the other one. So the lock screen was one of them. The other one was the <laughs> other one. So I printed those pictures out and I put them in frames and I put them in with the didn't Halloween know you stuff. Did I did did that.
3: Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, we, we were did. like, we were like, what art is this Us. We were I'm not kidding. I remember now. I did it we in black and it.
0: white, so they looked yes. even scarier.
3: And we were like we were like <coughs> we were like, oh my gosh. What is this?
1: I don't remember this. This is us. Who did this?
0: Yep. You did <laughs> That's it to yourselves.
1: Right. Knox, man. Yep. So <laughs> you didn't even tell me about
0: this. No, no. Well I'm I, I like to do I like to do subtle subtle pranks.
1: The comedy. He can't He got he a can't... lot
0: of he got a lot of pleasure off of that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Well, I did and I didn't because I had this to prod a, you guys it's... to tell me about it. I was fully expecting last Halloween when you guys opened up the box or, you know, prior to that, that you'd be like, you know, these pictures. You he know, He
1: recently did something very similar to our neighbor. He sent a postcard picture and they came over to the house and they're like, who sent this?
0: Because it wasn't of... It wasn't. It was of one of us in the house, but it wasn't me that was in the photo. If we're all, so the blame not went me, to the person who was me, in the photo. Not me. Not me.
1: Not me. And he wasn't here that day. And we all figured it out. It's like Alex did that. That's Alex. He's the only one that does stuff like that. It's comedy, man. He can't. He can't help himself.
0: I mail. It mailed, comes in all forms. I mailed my snow brush and snow scraper to my former boss. With a note on it, yeah, to Jason, with a note on it that said, I am never going to need this again. I (laughs) mailed that to him.
1: Did he ever respond?
0: I don't, no, I don't remember. I also, um, I also uh, surprised Lori with a a collage of black and white photos of myself.
1: You saw those. They were in the old house. I I, I love
0: those. Thank you. Okay, so that collage took 27 photos, but I actually took about 60. And then I sifted through the 60 photos and found the 27 that belonged in there. Well, all 60 photos I put in a little photo album and then I mailed that to a friend of mine and he didn't know it was coming. And and he actually responded right away with, what the hell is this? He, he called me.
1: We never want you to forget him. Yeah,
0: and, and, and some of them were, they were all of me, you know, in, in portraiture or profile, but some of them were kind of like cheeky faces and stuff like that. So... I imagine his wife found it quite embarrassing. Like, why do you have all of these photos of your friend? <laughs> what don't I know? <laughs> so anyway, um, yes, I'm sorry, I digress. So I I did that. I mean, okay. Wait, we you have guys to go back got, to the spooky tour. Well wait, I want to take it back to that Halloween that, that Halloween stuff because Halloween is your favorite holiday, I think collectively, but definitely, Jaco, you. I think yeah. Gigi, you're more Christmas actually, aren't you? This is true. Yes, but collectively as as a couple you both you both really throw it in for Halloween I think. And so we we threw a Halloween party at our house and you guys I mean really really threw a lot into it in terms of decor and 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 energy the food you threw some things into it too well when when i amassed what was there because we
4: didn't (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah explain that (laughs) no that one i'm not gonna explain
1: Explain oh yes we are no anyway we almost had the house set on fire And And, and and go ahead Gigi.
3: oh yeah No, we're all sitting around after most of everybody left and we're hooting and hollering. Everybody's had a few drinks and all of a sudden somebody's like, fire, there's a fire. Oh my God, there's a fire. Literally the wall was on fire al runs over and what does he do he throws his beer on it and it like explodes i
0: thought it would be enough
2: he throws a a, a skunky heineken beer
0: onto it (laughs) i thought it would be enough to just smother the flames but it actually yeah no it fueled
2: it it. (laughs) i think it was some aged heineken that you had and you threw it on the on the flame and it just yeah it it just it gave birth to even more (laughs) fire
1: I feel feel a song in this. Maybe.
0: So that said...
1: We got the fire
0: out. We got the fire out. And I learned my lesson because when I tried to set the house on fire last week, I didn't use beer to put it out.
1: Oh my gosh. That's right. And you guys were here for this too. Oh my God. There's something about pyromaniacs and the four of us.
0: Well, anyway, so... You guys put a lot into Halloween, and as you had mentioned, food. Sheila had put a lot into Halloween too. Well,
1: great, Gigi did the right the food. My gosh, amazing! When,
0: when we when we started the 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 moving process, of course that meant that we couldn't keep everything because we just physically couldn't trans, transport everything down here. So we put all of the Halloween, which went from cutesy little teddy bears dressed like skeletons all the way on up to. You know, bones,
3: zombie
4: babies, and zombie babies
0: with with bloody fangs. We put all of that together. It 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 was incredible to me the amount of stuff that we had. Just, I didn't realize your costume was part of that, though, too. But
1: I didn't either.
0: the 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 wig, the 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 Afro wig, was in there. I mean, it was just so oh, that much was stuff. Used. Yeah, I can't, I, I'm not going we to. We cannot
1: disclose talk about that. how that was used. But
0: that being said, there was just, it just <laughs> surprised me. It surprised me how much of that stuff was was around, you know. So, and of course, we knew that we were giving it to a to a good home, that you guys would at least be able to sift through it and use, you know, a vast percentage of it.
1: So back to the spooky tour.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm going to say one thing about the spooky tour, which is that uh, Gigi and Jaco arranged all of it—the spooky tour of 2021. Yes, arranged all of it, and we were, we were essentially passengers. And whatever came up, you know, we're going to go to this place. We're then going to go to that place, and then we're going to stop here. We were game for all of it, of course. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was really, it was really interesting. I kind of wish we would have been able to do it when we could actually access a lot of places because of the pandemic. We couldn't really. But there was only maybe one or two things that we couldn't really get the most out of. A lot of it was outdoors, which was the best part.
1: Some of it you couldn't access just because they had things gated off, which frustrates me. I mean, you want to see things close up.
2: That was the cemetery.
1: Yeah, the cemetery And, and and the gates of hell.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know the how close I
1: wanted to get that, get to that, but
2: I got. Um, where is you, that? That's Maribel Caves, Gigi. Yes.
4: What
3: is it? Yep. You're on it. Yep. Yeah, and those. you know,
1: part of you, this is the the thing that's creepy about it is there's this part of you that wants to go to it, and see what happens, but then there's this other part of you that's afraid to, and it's just which one's gonna win, and unfortunately, sometimes curiosity is. The winner, which maybe shouldn't be, but we were trying, man. We were trying to feel something, and yeah. eh, you know, maybe did.
0: I felt like I, I felt like when we were in the cemetery and we went down to the grave, supposedly for the the witch, which really, as it mm- turns out, she was Mary Blood. Yeah, I mean, she was just a a, a more independent woman.
1: That was Miss.
0: Yeah, mislabeled as witch. Yes, but most
1: witches were mislabeled. Common
0: for that time, yes. really. Uh, I felt like that was kind of interesting. I mean, it was almost, it was almost, I mean, you did feel a sense of like obligation when you were there and there were broken bottles and stuff to kind of like clean up some of that stuff because it's like, eh, it's not cool that people yeah. do this. But then on the other hand, there was, for me, there was this kind of creepy feeling about being removed from all the other grave sites to this one mm-hmm. You know, it's one that's kind of cast out.
1: Well, and some of these things would probably be better if you could be there at night, but a lot of them didn't allow you to be there at night. And of course, as much as I say, ooh, curiosity, I'm terrified the whole time. Hence the crucifix that we carried.
0: True.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, it's a matter of time before we explore haunted Florida. Now that we got to explore some aspects of haunted Wisconsin. Oh absolutely. And um it would just be really cool if we could visit like Key West because it's it's the the island of bones. You know, it'd be really right. cool to
1: Yeah, we take some time. We definitely will do that at some point. And we did recently visit a state park. Was it a state park or a county park?
3: Anytime we get together we try to go on a little bit of a spooky tour. Um Koreshian State Park. Um. Actually, it actually had a good vibe. We yeah. were coming into it thinking, you know, it might be kind of weird because a cult had lived there, but it wasn't bad. It, no. they were very innovative and forward-thinking. They just had some some wonky things about them, like. Uh, but 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 it was really cool. So yeah, that's what we like to do when we're
1: together. Spookiest thing we found was a snakeskin. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty spooky. I did okay. I did say that that I didn't really feel anything but in retrospect there was one moment there was one moment when you look into the one dormitory room and uh Dr. Teed's image is up on the wall the the photograph of him is up on the wall mm-hmm. that that looked a little kind of like he he's 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 just not a friendly looking guy in the photo and he might have been a friendly guy I don't know he was beat to death right so friendly people usually yeah, don't have said, that happen
1: you said it felt like the eyes were following you
0: yeah and i said that kind of jokingly but but i did take a photo of that and and it was kind of i don't know it, it wasn't a pleasant photo hmm. him his his photograph from the early 1900s wasn't really a pleasant one and also you do get this sense of um distortion because the glass is all single pane blown glass that's really wavery Wavy, yeah so, and, and not being able to go into the buildings during the day that we were there made it kind of feel like you're on the outside of everything. So, you know, that, that was kind of, that was kind of a, um, a little bit of a off-putting, not off-putting like I was angry, but just kind of like made me feel like I, you know, made me feel a little uneasy, but overall, I would say that, uh, that, The grounds didn't make me feel bad. I think the only time I really felt unnerved was during that nature walk because you never knew it was going to jump out. or Snakes and alligators. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah.
1: I just had to. Yes, I get it. Yeah, so we we do enjoy being spooky and and trying to scare ourselves. And, of course, Gigi and I uh, tend to Uh, fall asleep to you know adapt and and keep ourselves from being too scared
3: (laughs) oh yes that is our coping mechanism coping yes we are frighty cats
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that scary Florida yeah is in our future definitely and there are lots of scary things here I I, I really want to take a a cruise through the Everglades
1: Yeah. yeah that would be exciting
2: we're talking about what we want to do in the near future with this the spooky tour and with the, the onset of music and i i just want to let listeners know too because each one of you is uh, fascinating people um from from the porters just being really interested in in arts and crafts even you, Laurie, with the tap dancing. <laughs> um, let's let let's just briefly talk about some some endeavors that you guys pursue on your free time, even outside of this the the Porter Notes podcast, even outside of Jayco Music. Um, we could start with uh, with the ladies.
3: In my free time, I love to cook. Um, I don't know. That's. I mean. I spend a lot of my time, you know, helping you with, you know, Jayco Music, your music business. Um, but outside of that, I have a deep affinity for cooking, and um, I, you know, eat a plant-based diet, and you know, really love to do that and find different ways to, um, you know, save the animals. So that's that's what I that's how I roll.
2: With Lori, you have an affinity for the Wisco Veggie foodie even though you're you're floridian now do you want to talk about that
1: absolutely so uh, a little bit like Gigi, in that i eat an alternative diet i am a vegetarian have been most my life i never cared for meat and it has turned into a save the animals kind of uh, mentality as well my page that I have I've been lacking a little bit lately although I've taken quite a few pictures with you guys being here of plated food that we've had at various restaurants and what I like to do is is give reviews and put those photos up and show how much diversity you can have in food even when it doesn't include meat and then I like to copycat a lot of restaurants so recently i'm gonna put a plug out there for organically twisted it's one of my favorites here in florida and they cook mostly vegan i try to copycat things that i've had at other restaurants so i'm gonna have to definitely try and do that artichoke burger because it is phenomenally good so those are that's one of the things that i like
2: mr porter the Hell porter group maybe <laughs> what 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 are yeah what are you um, i i had somebody in?
0: tell me one time uh, with sometime within the last 5 years or so that they admired they admired something about me which is that if i say i'm going to do something i do it and there's been very few things that that hasn't been the case so i like to do a lot of diverse things even if it's the only time that i've done it when it comes to things that I do with my off time or things I like to do with my off time that that varies so so much because sometimes I will have a, a feeling of I really want to get out and get some get some photographs and take photographs or whenever we're someplace I don't always do it but whenever we're someplace and it's interesting to me I try and take photographs of things that you know places or ideas that things people aren't looking at so everybody might be looking at the sunset but they don't necessarily look at the clouds that are on the opposite side on the east side you know that sort of thing I like to do that sort of thing and my Instagram page is almost all of that sort of thing so you know the four of us were at the Koreshian State Park and one of the recent photos I took was of um, a sign that says you know, only leave footprints and only take photos, that sort of thing. And I think I was the only one of the four of us that took that photograph and I posted that because I i it, that that spoke to me. You know, sometimes I like to sometimes I like to paint, sometimes I like to draw, and I don't always get this feeling like I have to paint fifteen things, or I have to draw thirty things, or I have to try and make this be my thing. I I feel like I get a I get inspired to do something, like to paint something and then that satiates that for a while and I don't feel like I have to do it again so it's not like I'm going to buy all of these paints and then this is what I'm going to do from now on I might paint and just go on a you know go on a a a tangent to that for a while and do that and then come back around and I don't always share that with the world just as I said about taking photographs when we go somewhere sometimes we see something and and I go to raise my phone up to take a photo of something and I put it back down kind of like no this is you know, this is for us. This moment is for us. It doesn't have to go anywhere. So I, I, I have a lot of that stuff, you know, in terms of like songwriting and things like that. I don't always share that stuff with the world because I feel, like, I feel like there's some things that could be just for me. And sometimes I just put it out there for myself because I want to be able to say, OK, I've done this. It's definitively done not going to do anything else with this and I'm going to take it off of off of my plate um, maybe only one other thing that I would say that that is a hobby of mine and I think it's more important than a hobby but I don't know how else to clarify that is my manifest journal I spend a lot of time with that I only write in it with a fountain pen and it's the same fountain pen that I've had ever since I was in grade school and I As a traditional manifest journal I put in there things that I want to see come to fruition so I can you know meditate on them and put them out into the universe but I also take the time to glean inspiration from other places and then I write that in there there was a time when I was taking photographs of those pages and then posting it hoping that you know that might be something that might inspire other people but I kind of stopped doing that because I felt like it was getting a little preachy so I I held that back and I made it just for me but I I take time at least weekly to spend time with that journal if not multiple times throughout the week to spend time and it's not a journal in the sense of like today I felt this today I went out for a walk and saw this alligator today I was sad you know that sort of thing it's more like journaling spiritually and I don't always know how to put that stuff into words, but if I can put it down on the page, then that helps. So I do that. Not everybody knows that that's something that I do. I think the four of us here in this room, obviously me, I know it, but I think you guys knew that I did that too. But not everybody in the world knows that I do that. I think that that's an important practice. I think more people should do that sort of thing. It gives you the opportunity to look back in your in your evolution as a person to say, oh, wow, well, back in... In you know, 2020, this is what I was dealing with. I didn't realize at the time that a year later, this is what's going to happen. You know, you, you spoke of that with, if you dwelled on, yeah, 2020 was hard, but we all live by this no-regret policy. Whatever happened in 2020 made 2022 possible for you. So decisions that you made came to fruition in different ways than you would have expected two years later. And I think that that's a way to look back at it and say, oh yeah, you know, this was really important to me at this time. And as it turns out, here it is two years later, and it's just not as important as it once was.
1: Some of the things that I enjoy besides just the um, Wisco veggie foodie is I enjoy doing things that some people would never expect me to go foraging for mushrooms. But I did that. Because it's something that my grandfather did, and I've always loved and respected my grandfather. But also I did that because it was with my son-in-law. It was a way to connect with him that I maybe wouldn't have any other way to connect with him, such as when we, meaning Jaco, Gigi, Alex, and I do the spooky tours. That might not be something I would seek out for myself, but it's something that as a group we enjoy. We enjoy each other's company in doing that. There's many things that, I mean, recently I started shelling just because it's peaceful and it's, you know, it. I just find solace in, in the waves and the ocean and just doing something that's kind of simple and, and it's meditative to me, but I, you know, there's many things that I think we all can do that maybe no one would ever expect us doing such as, I don't know that you guys knew that I took tap dance lessons, you know, but at different points in my life, there's been different things that I've done for fun, for a way to deal with whatever was going on and, you know, or just to make other people happy and spend that time with them doing something that they enjoy. So that's kind of my I don't know goal and existence at this point in my life.
0: What about you, Jaco?
2: I love hanging out with my with my friends <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm really that that lame person, but after years of just being reclusive, I I really do enjoy um, spending time and experiencing new things with a lot of the the people that you know. I hope. I hope to see you tomorrow again. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't take anyone for granted. Right. But that's, that's pretty much the gist of it. Is there any, anything else you guys want to mention or uh, shout outs or?
0: I do have one thing that I would like to say, and that is, and 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 since you guys are here and and can confirm this. You made a really good point earlier in saying that some of the dynamic that works really well for this podcast is some of the same dynamic that works really well for the coffee shop, and that is the two of us, you know, as kind of this unified force. It's not fake, and it's not forced. I mean, the two of us together are more than just two people. And we don't don't do this to inspire other people or do this and this is what's going to happen for you so we don't we don't do it for that but but (laughs) i just saw Gigi jump (laughs) in the air but but you guys you guys can confirm that and and i don't really know that we we need any sort of validation for ourselves as people but sometimes there are people in this world who maybe oh you know things can't be that good or that nice or that perfect or whatever. You guys can validate that, I think. And also, you guys could stand to to say that if it's possible for us, it's possible for all. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Do yeah. you, you agree, Gigi?
3: Yeah. Speaking of, you know, happiness, a lot of this conversation has made me, you know, think of this when you were talking about, like, you know, having a sad day. And my life now I I had a, a very rough beginning to life and you know I can't remember when I've had a sad day you know since I've made life changes and met amazing people and opened myself up to living a great life I used to be sad every day and I don't remember being sad you know it's crazy
0: you know we talk about that you and I talk about that how how Adversity, childhood adversity or just adversity throughout your life doesn't need to define you. Mm -hmm. And you're walking around living proof of that, really, just in that statement that you've made.
1: And isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing when you can overcome those adversities and be so empowered and powerful to live a great life and not let whoever or whatever ever have that control or that power over you again i feel like a preacher right now yeah watch out clark
0: (laughs) (laughs) well okay but look at it this way we just talked about a no regret policy right because how far how far do you want to take it if you had not chosen to go to the early jaco shows that you went to where would you be if you had instead chose to stay in Winona longer that you had or whatever you know just different choices in your life you could take that all the way back to whatever has made it to the point to where you are we talk about this in private if I had never moved to Wisconsin we like to think that as there's a little bit of stardust in all of us life would probably still bring us all together maybe not in this plane but in some other way you could go back and back and back and all of that which helps Formulate some gratitude, but it's just far better to dwell in the gratitude.
1: Mm -hmm. Living in gratitude, man, it makes life is way better. If you can just find the good and the positive. Yeah, there's negative things that happen. Yes, there's frustrating things that happen. Today, when I came home from work, I had somebody tailgating me for no. There was no reason, and I got a little angry about it, but. It just, I, I don't want to let that overtake everything that mm-hmm. happens throughout the day. It doesn't need to. And it takes a whole lot less energy to be happy than it does to be angry. So, you know, be happy.
0: It's, it's not entirely proximitous. So don't get me wrong, but you guys have been here now for a little while. And it really is hard when you look around here. And it's beautiful sunshine in <laughs> the palm, palm trees. trees. And you're like, oh, I got to be mad about
4: right.
2: all I have to say is you. Yeah, you listener, right now. <laughs> I hope I hope you, you you've enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> especially this episode. And I hope you're doing good. And you know, if if you really like this uh, this little conversation that that I had with my friends, you know, do do Porter, the Porter Notes podcast a favor. You know, go go to the Porter Notes and rank, give them a ranking of five. You know, and um, I don't know, we we want to we want to give you. Uh, I, I I don't want to say we, but Al and and. And (laughs) Didi. We're going to have to call Lori that now, Didi. So Al and Didi, they want to give you a little something that you can take away with each episode, whether it be a manifest journal, whether it be chasing the colorful foods that can help you out, let your curiosity lead you as opposed to your fears. Find your inner voice, even if it might be a puppet (laughs) (laughs) or it might be a stitch. (laughs) (laughs) I have other voices. is
1: the only one that came out. (laughs) Or
2: even if it's a southern belle. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, importantly, you know, just always look forward to tomorrow and always, you know, try to make yourself a a better person. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully that will bring out the best in the people around you and it will just, it will just be a ripple effect. And, um, on that note too, I, since <laughs> on the, the gratitude thing, I just want to say, you know, I, I appreciate you listener. I appreciate everybody, you know, I appreciate Al, DD, and Gigi and um, I just want to say thank you for this this uh, podcast takeover. Takeover. The Porter Notes <laughs> takeover. Yes. And, oh, I was um, a little scared at first. <laughs> <laughs> so today, um, I'm your host, Jaco, and I, I was representing the state of Wisconsin on American Song Contest, which is an NBC show, and I'm the originator of the Nouveau Retro Sound. Go to www.jacomusic.com. And um, I'm going to be releasing some new music, but less about me. Go back to the border notes, give them a ranking of five. You know, Sheila Trago, Baby Quip, <laughs> Wisco Veggie Foodie, you know, check that out on Instagram, um, you know. And I hope this has brought a little, a little bit of light into your day. And uh, from my friends in this room, is there anything, any closing notes On the Porter notes.
0: I couldn't say it better.
1: I couldn't either other than go to Jayco, www.jacomusic.com, and give him a five.
2: I thought I was tripping. Thank you.
0: Drink of water. Now's a good time to do. Yeah, that, everybody. I, <laughs> if I could see what that, that I was perfect.
2: Up, by the way, honestly <laughs>
4: <a laughs>
0: we talk about COVID, and it's yeah, like <laughs> no I think what got when people talk about headlights and their head itches.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna keep. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to keep that in. man <laughs> mm. Okay. <clears throat>